Hello, the West Coast Infidels are back with another episode of the 2023 World Cup series. This is Vasan, and with me are the usual crew of Ram, Vijay, and Anand. In this episode of the series, we will review games played on the second and third rounds while focusing a little bit more on the India games and the upsets. And then we will preview the next two rounds, namely games 16 to 25. And just like that, one third of the league phase is over. And these last rounds have seen a lot of action, including an opening ceremony at the 25% mark. Convention wisdom that a couple of games between some of the stronger teams would be competitive, while the others would not necessarily lead to unexpected results. The two games that featured four of the stronger teams turned out to be damp squibs, in that the winning teams eased their way to comfortable victories and boosted their net run rates. That leaves only a couple of games that bucked the expectation and the trends. More about this later in the segment. So, let's start off with the first of the round two game. The New Zealand versus Netherlands. New Zealand operated like a well-oiled machine that they are. There was across-the-board batting. I believe Will Young was the top scorer, just so that people don't drop him for the next game. And they comfortably rolled along. The Netherlands batting struggled a bit. They were not able to put together long partnerships, and they really couldn't handle Mitchell Sattner, who I believe took a Pfeiffer. So this turned out to be a very straightforward win for the New Zealanders. After the way in which uh, New Zealand won the first game, uh, there was no doubt that uh, the Netherlands game was going to be somewhat one-sided. And sure enough, uh, despite not having Kane Williamson, they simply powered through. And, and that kind of went according to plan. In our predictions last week, literally all of us had said New Zealand would win. And, and as it were, that's exactly what happened. Yeah, Rachin Ravindra scored another 50. That was interesting. I think pretty much all of the top five or six batters in New Zealand fired that day. But even then, I thought the score was a little bit subpar for Hyderabad, but they defended it comfortably. Uh, but, but there were signs for Netherlands too, right? Their batting two kind of the top order came together better than their previous outing. So it <laughs> looks like they were ripping up their engine in, in this game. But yeah, Santner did g- go for runs actually. Uh, th- that's where he found his knack of taking wickets as well. I think he's changed as a bowler. I remember him being more like the wicket-to-wicket containing kind of a player, right? Uh, he, he does a lot more loopy deliveries these days, invites folks to go after him and then pick wickets. So that transition has been uh, very subtle, but it's it's there. Um, I think it's a, it's a, a base to the opponent. Against England, he was very flat and he was wicket to wicket. That's he what I thought. Uh, I mean, he didn't yeah. give England any width at all. I think against Netherlands, he decided, okay, bowling to Vikramjeet Singh is not like bowling to Johnny Bairstow. <laughs> so let's give it a little bit more air. But it's still a 5 for 50 something or bad. 5 for 50. Yeah, he went at uh, 5 for 59, 5 for 60. It isn't terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. No, not terrible, but just, just that if he's able to change that way, right? then that's remarkable because you don't see Jadeja doing all that stuff. Jadeja is Jadeja in every game. <laughs> so, wicket to wicket and flat and finish your over in two seconds. And <laughs> Predictable, but still remains deadly. For those of you all who remember, he went under the radar in that famous 45-minute match. Mm. 
what was not noticed is he bowled six overs, two minutes, seven runs, two wickets. He got both Hardik and Pant after giving them so much grief that they had some terrible strike rates. He set up the game after those three wickets were four wickets four. fell mm. by blocking out any simply, fight yeah, back by nothing. Yeah, Pant and see we were batting very deep that day. Even then we couldn't do much. Anand, what do you think yep. about the England Bangladesh game? Yeah, the game seven in Dharamshala after the now happy Afghanistan coach warned England that the outfield is going to be treacherous. David Malan came to the party. 140. The top four all fired. I think top three fired. They were scoring very, very well. But pretty much the middle order and the lower middle order failed, I should say, for England because they could not accelerate at all. So they were... 327 for 5 in 44 overs, and they limped to 364. They scored, what, 40 runs in the last 6 overs. That's very unlike England. Livingston got a first ball duck. Everybody is scoring under 100, and that is not the England team that you expect to see. That was a 400 game that they left runs on the yes. for the taking. And Mehdi Essen took 4 wickets, went at almost 9 and over. But wow. Bangladesh... Except Litton Das and towards the end, Mushfikar Rahim. Nobody else. It's like a phone book. Single digits, very subpar. They have no batting of any significance. And Topley, I know you have Topley fans here. Topley had 4 for 43 in 10. It was like unplayable that day. A comfortable win for England, but there were signs that they are not firing. This is not the England that plays in England. And I think they were saved comfortably by Milan and Root and Barstow, who hit a 50. But Root is like Root. He can comfortably play anywhere. I think rest of them, starting with Butler down to Curran and Wokes, they did not fire with the bat at all. I think a couple of things, right? One was, I was super surprised that David Milan was the first centurion for England. I was thinking it would be either Barstow because he's batting at the top or Root because in his such sublime form. Did not expect that that honor would go to the guy who doesn't strike at 100, uh, which is... Or Butler, irrespective of where... Or irrespective of where he bats. <laughs> in fact, in the, in the run-up, uh, I had actually predicted that Butler would open. That didn't uh, turn out. The other prediction I made was around Reece Topley. I'm a Reece Topley fan. And I actually wanted him to play in the first game. They didn't do that. They played him in the second game. And I think he, they should continue playing him. Unless he can bring back Jafra Archer or something, Reese Topley should play from here on. Ma- Malan hit five, yeah. also hit five sixes. And <laughs> he, scored at, he scored at 130, by the way. Ah, exactly. Very un-Malan-like. Mm. Yeah, thinking about Bangladesh, this is one of the games where I feel that down the line, this team will actually miss Mushfikir Rahim even more than Shakib Al-Hassan, even they retire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's uh, that stable in the middle order uh, for them. Another uh, 50 here. Uh, there's a little calmness that comes to their usual agitation when, when wickets are falling and this guy walks in, right? Somehow delivers more often than not. So this was another case where he kind of hung around, scoring at a 80 strike rate, but there was a need of the hour at the time. And he was uh, basically left with Hrida in that tail. But, but even if they reached that 227, it was largely due to his efforts. Okay. Litton went at 121. Then it was left with uh, Rahim and the, and the lower order. Their bowling, we, we keep expecting more from their paces. Their pace battery has not delivered this tournament. What do you guys think? 
I concur with you because I thought uh, Tuscan, Shoriful and Fizz would be a bigger challenge. But they have not made any impact. And their spinners have. Shakib has been very good. Even though Mahedi Hassan went for runs, he picked up a 4 for Miraz is a pretty decent commodity. If and when their quick start uh, working better, things might just improve for them. There's only one mm. thing that I want to point out in this game. When the wicket started slowing down, when the spinners settled, England started struggling. Yeah. And this became a bigger story a few days later. But yeah. maybe that's something going on with this English team that if they don't get those good old shirt fronts that they get in England, wherein you just plonk your foot and then drive through the line, these guys will have a challenge. Somebody will yeah. exploit it. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah we, there are we, teams that can exploit it. We, we talked about it in the preview. If the ball doesn't come to the bat, they are done. Yeah. You know, we've seen Brooks struggle. We've seen Butler struggle in the IPL. Berso is kind of the exception one or two seasons, but everybody else seems to struggle. Yeah, of course, root is root. Yeah, Berso uh, opens. See, Berso opens in the IPL. So, yeah. before anybody realizes six overs are gone, he's hit 50 and he's gone. Right? He doesn't yeah. have to deal with the ball that stops. I thought there was nothing more about this game. Fortunate, everybody came out without any injuries. Otherwise, it just went as per expectations. I'll bring up this other observation about injuries for when we discuss today's Dharamshala game. I had a couple of things I wanted to say there. Let's go to the next one. Hmm. Ram? Lanka versus Pakistan, right? So, superb batting from Lanka. Kusal uh, Mendes is such sublime form and uh, now he's been made captain. So, I'm actually... Uh, looking forward uh, to that as well. That assault that he he did on uh, the Pakistani was like it was to behold, right? So Dira Samara Vikrama actually he actually surprised me with with that hundred fluent stroke making again. Somehow from what I remember of him at the Asia Cup, I don't know maybe I hadn't attributed him to be able to do what he did, but it was obviously like a pleasant surprise. The chap who's not firing for them is Ninja Edi Silva. He's in the in the squad because he can bowl a bit, bat a bit, that combination. But he's simply that role of the finisher, batting at the lower middle. He's just not able to pull that off. So the same story that we saw happen with England, where they, like Anand said, left maybe 20-30 runs on the table, happened with Lanka as well. Uh, after that fabulous start they were given by these two centurions. And, and Patum Nishanka was pretty good at the top as well. Uh, and then I got to blame uh, Dasun Shanaka for this as well. I, I don't know how this will be for Lanka. But perhaps the fact that Dasun Shanaka has been injured and rendered out of uh, action may actually help them out for all. Then then let's go to the Pakistan chase. So much has been made of they chase 345. How good are they? Brilliant. I saw the narrative. Um, but again, the the Lankan bowling has been extremely poor, right? Poor. So, yeah. And, and really, to give the Pakistanis credit for chasing 345 and that against that bowling attack, I think was giving them too much credit. I think that they came back to earth against India, as we expected. That is a more realistic frame on how good that batting team is. What was with Rizwan faking cramps? I don't know why he has to do that. Hey, it's a time-untested method with the village cricket. <laughs> yeah, or when you had run <laughs> yeah. yeah, but Lanka fell into the trap, right? They started bowling fuller lengths and fed into his game plan. <laughs> Yes. thinking that he is struggling to move his feet. 
Yeah. What other ODI where two centurions in a team lost? Maybe in that Wanderers game, the 400, I don't know. I Uh, think there was one where two centurions from India against South Africa way back in 1991. We lost that game. There was a third game of that series. I think Ravi Shastri made 100 and some random other guy made another 100. He hit 290 and then they beat us. I sort of vaguely remember that situation. Oh, was that in the, the series where South Africa came back into exactly, international cricket? Exactly. Uh, yeah, the first two games we won, I still remember that series. Time Rice's team, but it was that... Jimmy Cook. Jim Cook was first out. First, first, first ball. First ball. Yeah. yeah. And then Alan Donald took five wickets in the first match. Uh-huh. And, and that third game was played in Delhi, but it wasn't played at the Kotla. It was, it was played, played in, under lights. And the Jawaharlal Nehru Stadium. Uh-huh. That Jawaharlal Nehru Stadium is not a cricket field. It's, yeah, it's a like athletic, athletic tracks and stuff. So yeah. essentially they had to put cones and all that stuff. And there was some of the tracks were within the playing area. I've yes. been to a match with India and Pakistan there. Yeah, it's, it's not exactly. an ideal cricket ground. But that series was a big show, right? More than anything else. Like this World Cup. Yeah. The, the, the Sri Lanka second, pretty much after number four, was foreboding to what is going to happen in the future as well. They just collapsed. Collapsed in a heap. Correct. So, um, from what I remember, I thought they scored only 50 runs in the last 10 overs with all their wickets intact. That, yeah. yeah. That, that's really what killed, killed their chances. Two, they, two, they left two, about 40 runs. 218 for two at the end of 28 overs. You should be doubling that score. You should totally be doubling that. Should, 100%. Shortly. And right. 400 was a given. Oh. And that, or 155 for two. That also. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Too. but that's a different game. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a different yeah. game. <laughs> but that is when that boundary line thing happened. What happened was Netherlands versus Pakistan. Pakistan is now fielding. They finished their batting. Some fielder, I think it was Imam Ulhaq, went chasing the boundary line. Cushions got moved out, so mm-hmm. you could see the patch below. Now, as yeah, yeah, per yeah, yeah, yeah. the ruling, technically, apparently, if the if somebody had held a catch. At the patch or afterwards, it would have actually been given a 4 or a 6. That is what somewhere I read. I don't know how true it is. But nobody put the boundaries back. Next game, Kusal Mendes hits the ball. This guy catches the ball exactly in that area. Oh, that spot. So Mm -hmm. if that cushion had been pushed in, there would have been 6. And the way Kusal Mendes was going, he'd still be batting now. Again, same old story. The Sri Lankans just collapse and then they don't have bowling you can't blame them as such their bowling is weak and on top of it these guys are injured they are missing Hasarangas he would be such a big difference because he's the guy who will score runs coming in at 7 or 8 he'll give you 10 overs he'll take wickets and yes Chamika Karnaratna has come in instead of Dashun Sanaka and Chamika bowls more than Dashun yes and that might so, be a good uh, thing for it, them. It, it may just work out for them. This whole Shanaka and his poor form was actually hurting them quite a bit. Who knows? Mm-hmm. If Kushal uh, Mendes can provide the leadership and what with his batting form, he can I mean, totally do that. So maybe we'll see a slightly transformed Lankan side in the next few games. Anyway, Afghanistan and India. Vijay? Yeah, so funnily enough, this is the highest score against India so far in this World Cup. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> at the National Highway in Delhi. 272 was never going to be enough on that ground, right, from what we have seen so far. So 
overcoming that in uh, 35 overs was on the cards, especially after the rollicking start that Sharma gave the team, right? I also thought the chase they brought in Sheet Khan a little too late. Was it like the 17th or 18th over uh, after everybody and their uncle had settled down? And then losing two wickets at that point really didn't dent anything. Virat helped himself to another rough century and Shreyas Iyer slowly started working back into some form. Ishan Kishan was like a surprise act. He was, I thought, way too slow to begin with. Like way, way too slow. Very cautious. I don't know what was going on there. Nerves. Uh, No, I think he got uh, spooked by the criticism he got for that first ball flash outside the the off-start in the previous game. game. That's all. Okay. Yeah, I think he overcompensated that a bit. I thought there were like nice wide deliveries which he was just tapping <laughs> rather than go. going for his shots. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I thought uh, losing uh, Gurbaz early affected their chances. But their middle order for once seemed to shrug it off and uh, make some runs. But that was it. That was all they we, we could uh, write home about uh, as far as their, their batting. Like I said, that's like uh, a good 100 runs shot on this on this wicket. But standout was again those two guys, Bumrah and Kuldeep. In that pitch, in that wicket, uh, just going for at uh, four runs and over. And uh, Bumrah claiming four wickets on top of that was just outstanding. Siraj, I don't know. Siraj went for many, many runs. I, I suppose he's attacking a lot on a flat track. He's going to go for those runs. That was a little bit of a concern. Virat Kohli was the only batter to score under 100 strike rate in that game. <laughs> I have to find that one speck of dirt on a white wall. But <laughs> Rohit Sharma's batting, the assault, not enough words can describe it. He had brute power with elegance. And the other day, I mentioned that Rohit Sharma is probably the combination of McCullum and Gover. Brendan McCullum, me, David Gover, you get Rohit Sharma. And that was full display that day. I, I really envy the people who actually were there in the ground. It's like watching his first double century against Australia in Chinnaswamy Stadium. Perhaps that comes close, but he was he was fluid that day. The, the recent innings that came to my, my mind in terms of comparison was the 160 that he made against England in a test match at Chennai two years ago. That game... It was a really bad pitch and he was in full flow, complete control. No, but also the acceleration happens, right? Like the 50 came off 30-odd balls. The second 50 comes off just 20-odd balls. Then it keeps going from there. Like Yeah, yeah. yeah Virat says that, right? They once asked Virat Kohli to compare, actually, Rohit Sharma and Ajinkya Rahane. And he said, with Ajinkya Rahane, that progression doesn't happen. So he said, Rohit, if you let him bat, if you don't get him out in the first 30 balls, you can see that. The first 50 will take, you know, 30 balls and the second 50 will be 20. The third 50 will be like 10, 15 balls. And after that, you're lost. You don't know what to do with them. That's yeah. why he has changed a little bit, right? That yeah. first 50 used to take 60 balls. That now has come 30. down to 30. With Ajinkya, he said, uh, Virat Kohli said, uh, he has not seen a batter like uh, Jinx who could hit the first ball he faces for six. Even Virat thought very highly of Jinx. But he said Jinx would be flow, walking on water, but you can get him out anytime. With Rohit Sharma, after he's set, that's it. You might as well better go home. With Jinx, he said there's always a chance, but he's the guy who can hit the first ball for six. That's the Jinx we saw in CSK this year. Until he got selected in the test team. After that, it went down. 
<laughs> one last thing that uh, i wanted to say on that game right we need an acronym or a name or something along the lines of mick one for bumrah and kuldeep they are like right up there in my opinion bardeep <laughs> yo <laughs> no no <laughs> why am i saying bardeep i think i wanted to okay is this a family friendly podcast yes it is yeah. <laughs> yes it is a family friendly podcast and and bumrah's <laughs> using bumrah's name the beginning does not work <laughs> Okay. If you say so. Anyway. Over on to the next game. Australia versus South Africa. South Africa looked wonderful. They batted beautifully. There was some terrific batting as usual right down the order. If I remember right Marco Jansen added a few at the end. And they put up a pretty decent what 320 320ish kind of total. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that was 311 yeah. 311 is it okay fine yeah but they they did well they did well they were looking very steady and they were all very comfortable and it's not like the track was uh, uh, a, a national highway it was a little difficult to score off right uh, yes and oh qdk got a second hundred too right? uh, how can i forget that okay and then came the bowling effort man yeah. that piece of bowling from south africa that day they were unplayable the quicks all of them and when the quicks didn't do it maharaj and shamsi did it they were all over australia okay and if they were not over australia the umpires were all over australia <laughs> <laughs> the third umpire too to join the party yeah, the third umpire who said there is a connection from one hand to another there is a it- uh, 90s hindi song or something uh-huh. that came to mind when i saw this and it's a very cheesy song typical like some kiladi movie akshay kumar is there i think mamta kulkarni is there she's trying to woo him the song goes something like baro mang meri baro all that Ayyo. happens and then it goes ang se ang milake right you know touching body part to body part and all that our baro kettle baro this <laughs> had touching that hand touching the bat <laughs> That's how my mind map stuff. 90s Bollywood and whatever is happening in the cricket. Happening with Kettleboro. But hey, yeah. I mean, my own take at least on the on that Kettleboro decision. When I watched the video, uh, the replay for the first time, I actually thought it hit the hand that was in contact. Yeah, yeah. You've got to see it a few times before you realize it actually hit the other hand that was off the bat, the the right hand. Yeah. Pins. Yeah. No, the front view. was one thing the side view when you realized that the spike happened that's what we used to call it in a gully cricket yeah but yeah. Still, yeah australians can complain until they are blue in the face they were thoroughly beaten in that game yeah they did bring in english we talked about it in the preview we yeah. thought they will yes. not make the change for carry they brought in english zampa is awfully out of form this is not the zampa from 2019 to 2022 went for 70 runs glen maxwell went for 34 and took two wickets australia used seven bowlers all good bowlers on paper stark hazelwood maxwell cummins zampa mitchmarsh marcus toynes wasn't enough in lucknow they needed spin they only had one spinner zampa either the league is ready for him now that that was it and they just collapsed the australian batting just collapsed collapsed in a heap right after steve smith's lbw they just collapsed the lbw was funny and if you look at the strike rate they are 
their strike rate is like half of what Afghanistan bats. They were scoring under 50, right? Is this the team that Steve Smith, of course, was the only exception? Labushain ate 74 balls for his 46. The game was done. They couldn't play spin. They couldn't bowl spin. That was it. So, question. Is it time to have Marnus bat at three and push Steven Smith down to four? Would that help Australia? How would that help, right? Because actually, Labishan is doing well at four. He's doing the job yeah. of keeping the two ends together. Smith has to step up. I don't think they have Smith another alternative. Yeah, there is no other option for yeah. them. Otherwise, when head comes in, Smith steps out. That, that's what we're looking at, right? If uh, it comes it's, it's I think they're missing the acceleration at the top too. They've not, they've not gone off to a flyer yet in this tournament. But yeah. the other teams, South Africa, England, they're doing their best to keep Australia in contention. That's yeah. what that that is. Is true. <laughs> if only these guys can come to the party. <laughs> that is true. I, I will not underestimate Australia. They had a bad game, yes. But they are more than capable of getting their act together. See, unlike England, they were not blown away so badly. You have that classic Shane Watson look, right? Completely like, how can this happen to me? Kind of a look he gets every time he gets LPW. <laughs> 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 the, the Oscar award for that should always go to Justin Langer. He's oh, yes. has given out. What? Me out? No. <laughs> Shane Watson has that look like that. This is something like that. That kid who brings his own bat to the game or something like that, and they give him out, and he will look. And then like he takes a, his bat and walks off. Me out. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that that's a look. And it was funny because only when Steve Smith got that LBW, <laughs> they didn't even go through the ball tracking or anything. They just show the three reds <laughs> and the look on Smith's face. And in one angle, they also showed Marnus's face. It was funny as hell to look at that. And then immediately after that, Inglis, when he got bold, the look on his face was also oh, one that, for uh, the he had, That was, he just stood there with that pose. Dude, you're God <laughs> behind. Everything is out. Yeah, I was like yelling, why a motor out? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was the second round of games. That was... No major surprise. And the World Cup was still sort of meandering along, getting very boring. The first game in the next round, New Zealand versus Bangladesh. Anand? Yeah. The game that we remember how unlucky Kane Williamson is. Comes back after a six-month ACL tear. I watch him getting hurt at IPL. And then he comes back, plays himself into form, and promptly fractures his hand. But before that, Lytton Dawes went first ball duck to Bolt. And that was it. The rest of Bangladesh just crawled. They had a reasonable batting partnership between Mushfiqar Rahim and Shakib Alasan, which limped to 245. Nothing great. This Chennai, so maybe 245 is enough, but I think 245 is not enough even in Chennai against a team like New Zealand. New Zealand used seven bowlers. I don't know why they asked Daryl Mitchell to bowl, because even Rachin Ravindra had bowled seven overs. Glenn Phillips had bowled two. They gave the ball to Daryl Mitchell, who went for plenty. Uh, I, I don't quite understand. Lockie Ferguson was the pick of the bowlers. Everybody chipped in, but he went under five and picked three wickets. 245, you need to be spectacular uh, bowling effort in Chennai to do that. But no, Daryl Mitchell, the purple streak he is in, the last 12 innings, 
he's just batting at a different level. Even in Chennai, where the ball doesn't come to the bat, he's striking at 132-89. Kane Williamson batted, brought him to form, broke his hand. Uh, Conway's home ground, he played just fine. Glenn Phillips finished it off really quickly. Nothing to say with the bowling attack. Shakib is Shakib. He did just fine. I thought it was a fairly was, boring uh, game. It was an yeah. interesting choice to go with just two spinners, right? They used only five bowlers to begin with. Yeah. And then mm. only two spinners. That is correct. On Ch- in Chennai. And, so, yeah. but uh, this Bangladesh team looked way out of the league there. But Lockie Ferguson, apparently he bowled a lot of short deliveries and the Bangladesh team just couldn't handle it. Mm. Ball was so. repeatedly at their chest and their face and they didn't know what to do. 10 overs, Lockie Ferguson had 44 balls where no run was scored. Right? 44 dots. Yeah, 44 dots. And in the other 16 balls, they scored 49 runs. But that's, that's a very interesting statistic there. I didn't see the game, but I wouldn't be surprised if a couple of those fours and sixes would have gone top edge over behind. This idea of persisting with Glenn Phillips for a few overs, it doesn't make any logical sense, but the guy keeps delivering wickets in each game. Even in the earlier game, he comes at a very key point, picks up two wickets, changes the game. Now over here, he comes in, he picks a wicket, and he only bowls like two or three overs max. So something's clearly working well there. And this was the game in which Kane was back. So it wasn't Latham who was doing the bowling changes. Clearly, this is a thing they've discussed in the dressing room. Somewhere we'll fit two overs for Glenn Phillips. He'll get us two wickets. So Daryl Mitchell, first ball he faced was a four. It just went over the fielder. A little later, he hit a six. That just went over the long off fielder. That's right. And, and Rachin yeah, Ravindra is uh, sliding in the batting stats. 100, 50, and then 9. Uh, one thing I keep wondering about him is that when he, at some point in his career, reaches 194, will he get two voices in his head? One asking him to stop right there and the other asking him to continue. <laughs> All waiting for that day. Hopefully uh, in, in Multan. Moving on to the opening game of the World Cup. The first game. So that's <laughs> when we did the opening ceremony, right? <laughs> Ideally, this is where Vasanth, you should say hello and start welcoming everybody to the party. <laughs> yeah, you should do the intro <laughs> at this point. Yeah, but really to, funny. Be, to be mm-hmm. proper, we should not broadcast Vasanth saying hello and everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's really funny. I was talking to my next door neighbor. He's also a bit of a cricket buff. And he's like, no, no, I'm going to be there. I'm watching this from 12 itself. What are you going to watch at 12? The game starts only at 1.30. No, no, I want to watch Arijit's, what, Arijit, whatever his name is. That performing. Yeah. I'm like, that's when I found out Arijit Singh was actually performing there and all of that. And it, it was starting at midnight for us. Then we find out, I come back home and then it's in the news that they've decided not to broadcast anything. So that, that was interesting. Classic BCCI mismanagement. The game itself, I think till the point they were at 155, the game like just totally felt like this was heading in the direction of a 300 plus score or at least a 300 score, because Rizwan and Babar were batting exactly per their script, right? They, they take it slow, they cut out the risks, they hold back their wickets, they just score at about five-ish, and then they set it up for people like Iftikar and Shadab at the back end to just swing their bats and make a few. And that script was working quite well up until the point when first Babar got out, and then of course that brilliant, brilliant, brilliant Bumrah delivery. 
to take Mohammad Rizwan out in the in the same league right up there with like the the, the Ollie Robinson dismissal that Ashwin calls it a sucker ball that that slower delivery that comes in no change in action nobody can make out and and Rizwan was literally off balance he was literally like standing on one leg when the ball passed him and hit the stump he had completely no idea what was happening with that with that ball and to me that delivery was effectively the high point of the game and i think that's kind of where the match ended too after that it was just that the formalities had to take over from there after that ball actually rizwan was himself was doing that action i thought oh my god he spun it he hmm. was uh, imitating uh, bumrah's uh, delivery before walking off he didn't pick it at all <laughs> so the, the the rizwan was an incoming thing the shadab was a reverse swinging delivery that that went the other way he brought out all his skills in that one spell this one was probably really cramping in this game <laughs> yeah 7 overs 19 one maiden 19 runs two wickets that's that is insane insane 33 dots four in overs over for nine i think he had four overs yeah. for nine in his initial spell and the other right. side is they don't know how to play kuldeep yadav they have yeah. no clue the moment uh, babar got out i knew that kuldeep would be back and he start troubling the others quite substantially and quickly he winkled out both iftikhar and uh, south shakil south shakil we all talk about dhoni's captaincy and how well he uses his bowlers i think rohit sharma is uh, the same level or better that guy is amazing and i think everything played out well for india and rohit sharma's batting again if shaheen shah afridi i he was bowling at 135 you can't bowl at 135 to this rohit sharma first ball was a four the slightest error in length gets dispatched yeah and shubhman gill had four fours in 16 four, four of the most sublime fours sublime was like, every one on. of them was like he was spotting uh, mosquitoes <laughs> too soon i i wasn't totally convinced with selecting Shardul for this game. The Lord was there, but there's nothing he achieved with the ball. And then, of course, he didn't have to do anything with the bat. I like this whole idea that they had spoken about at the at the beginning, where they said if it's a if it supports spin, then we play Ashwin. If it supports a need for this fourth pacer, we play Shardul. That kind of made sense. You have your options, and you are prepared for both scenarios. But when you are playing on that ground, the Mutera ground, where it, where you're playing on that whole so-called black soil thing, the same the same black soil that they played in Chennai against Australia at, why would you not play Ashwin? I mean, yeah. I mean th- that was your so-called strategy, right? So why did you not follow it? Yeah, but think about what we are debating. We are debating that the sixth bowler being Shardul, whose bowling record, as we discussed elsewhere. is quite remarkable he is better good. than yeah. lucky ferguson he is better than most frontline bowlers in this yeah. world cup yeah. he is better than ingidi that's the that's the bowling attack we have i think that that pretty much wraps up the uh, india pakistan game at one point it just became one sided i guess and yeah that this is how we should win an india pakistan game it should be unremarkable there should be no tension it should be a proper thumping like it was here There's still an opportunity for the drama to happen in this tournament. In the semi-final. Final. In Vankade or Kolkata or no, in, uh, or Motel. No, no. If if Pakistan makes it to the semi-final, that semi-final will be played in Kolkata, no matter who their opponents are. I see. That is the arrangement. 
India will play the semi-final in Mumbai unless Pakistan is their opponent, in which case the game will be played in Kolkata. No, but oh, it is oh. one versus four is Vankade and two one, versus three is Eden. That's it. <laughs> Vasan is dismissing. Stop Jainik giving me facts. <laughs> Vasan's clearly had a private conversation with Jai Shah on this. Ah. And he knows something we don't. <laughs> no, it is there in the playing conditions. 12 games okay. so far in this World Cup. went to went as per script and then we arrive at the 13th game vijay <laughs> oh yeah um, where can i even start with this it was not a big score again delhi again national highway again slightly five five or six more runs than what they scored against india 284 all out this time and you thought the uh, english guys had it wrapped up right I am beginning to think Sam Curran has kind of lost his mojo. Bat or ball. First of all, he gave something like 12 runs an hour bowling. He wasn't even used full. Yet they're persisting with him for, for what, three games now. And then they even give him some responsibility with the bat. All he's doing is uh, eating up a lot of balls. So that whole he knows India and all that thing is is not working out so far so they really have to rethink kutikaran's role in the lineup then what is happening to the middle order butler livingston that's it it stops there right uh, stokes is stokes brook came through in this game i saw flashes hmm. of brilliance they reached 215 thanks to him it was just another 60 odd runs which somebody at the other end like a stokes for example could have made the difference and then the batting depth is all but gone right once you take oinali if he is not in the playing 11 then you rely on the pyrotechnics of markwood for additional runs that is really not a strategy mm-hmm. that is more like hope so whatever could go wrong with their batting lineup went wrong in this game the save brook and let us not take away anything from the afghanis right they clearly knew where their strength was and every spinner in their in their lineup delivered it's like one of the best spin bowling uh, performances as a team that they could uh, put together rashid khan back with his arms outstretched doing the airplane thing that's always a bad sign for the opponents and then up top mujibur rahman kept it tight nabi i thought nabi was better than everybody yeah. else in this game also picked up a couple of wickets i thought taking out david malan was great but then the other one uh, sam karan was a classic test uh, dismissal right taking the edge off to first slip yeah beautiful beautiful bowling so in hindsight this seemed like the only result possible when you have spinners with slow balls bowling to england and they also given the blueprint for the other teams to how to deal with england now deal rashid is not batting at 11 he is batting at 9 that's how bad uh, england's batting <laughs> is right now <laughs> he's not a bad bat actually i thought i know i know he, 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 he's he, not he, a bad bat yeah but the yeah but the greatness of the english batting was he adil rashid was batting at 11 yeah <laughs> that's right i said it on our yeah. <laughs> preview show yeah, yeah. Uh, we spoke about the spinners right but to me that navinul haq dismissal of butler was the standout point of the game right up there like just like the bumrah dismissal of rizwan and i was watching that part live uh, and how he was setting him up and again navinul ak may have just given people a template on how to bowl at butler they just keep pitching the ball in the same place keep taking it out 
uh, and then bring one in and then butter didn't know what happened so we are back to uh, using uh, templates is it <laughs> templates Aha. talking of templates the whole summer we kept on hearing only one word baseball 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 yesterday they got gurbaz ball yeah, absolutely <laughs> beat the hell out of them for 15 overs and that actually set up the game they didn't know what hit them until gurbaz got run out so yeah again just like rohit in the previous game 100 was there for the taking to, to quote our favorite commentator sunny gavaskar it was 80 of some 50 balls or something like that right yeah something like yeah. that like you guys said there is a wonderful ambush by the spinners i remember one more piece the moment chris walks came to bat dk immediately pointed out they need to get their off spinner in because chris walks plays away from his body towards the offside Broughton mm. Mujib, Mujib bowled a ball that ducked in, boom. That's it's it. good to see uh, commentators call these things. Yes. Right? That's their value really, right? Other than just droning away about all kinds of nonsense. You know, if you call the play that's going to come next, uh, you have truly arrived as a commentator. The Australians versus Kusal Mendes. Vijay. That's pretty much it. Yeah, so finally, our good friends, Australia, are on the table. Uh, but even with this win, you could see the struggle that Cummins is having as a captain. First of all, they, they would go for a review because Stark wanted it, right? Like, there, there was nobody else in the ground saying that, that that should be reviewed. And it was a thick inside edge hitting the bat first mm. and then the leg. And he goes and loses one review. but the next time around maxwell gets i forget who the player was he gets him plumb in front and now comments is kind of not convinced to go for the review because of what happened in that ball, first ball and this was plumb that's where the captaincy and the decision making to me is failing for for this team he he's so again let's use that word template driven he wants to play a certain way and then if if it doesn't work out that way he's not thinking on his feet okay he's a quick bowler so he's not thinking quick enough to 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 kind of bring changes into the field so that didn't change with this win what happened with this game was i would say more like after the opening stand sri lanka pretty much lost interest in the game yeah uh, pretty much there was nobody who stood up to, to i don't know how they even reached to order to be honest with you it was not a, a, a great game first wicket fell at 125 and then 157 for one what is happening oh. right <laughs> yeah zampa took four but but see we, we all talked about the middle overs not going to be fruitful at all we thought they'll just milk it and then mm. slam bag it towards the end and it's not it's polar opposite is what's happening they they are right. lose most teams are losing their way in the middle overs they're putting exactly. themselves to sleep i would say <laughs> yeah the, um, the case to drop steve smith when head comes back was strengthened he made another duck that piece of bowling from madhushanka i saw those four five overs in the first spell that was brilliant apps yeah. fast bowling yeah I mean that Again, uh, Lahiru guy on... was going mm-hmm. uh, I think he went at what gave 11 full runs in the first over then a maiden at the other end then they went to <laughs> Tikshana for the third over he gave another nine runs and then double wicket maiden at the other end like have some consistency lanka <laughs> No the Lahiru Kumara is useless I don't know why they keep on playing yeah. 
and yeah, unfortunately bit, they, if you look at him he's a little menacing to look at right so i don't think exactly. they, they don't have anybody to go on that no, and by the way he can work up speeds huh? he can bowl 145 first game this tournament yes yes yeah. he he replaced uh, baby malinga after giving away 90 runs oh. the first uh, two game kumara is like i will come running fast please hit me the only way he gets wickets and people are confused where to hit him that's all you could have almost uh, described the bowling of lord thakur there <laughs> no no this is the bowling of one shantakumar and srisant that guys who is masquerading as an expert commentator these days exactly yeah on tv my god we should so go let's look take, at uh, uh, his uh, stats in the 2011 finals game like what 70 80 everybody everybody played well except shrishath <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's true that is true that yeah. was the, that was the comment after the first game yes <laughs> so that, that's about as brutal as it gets <laughs> I think it was Sehwag picking up his man of the match uh, award. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so you've seen that Australia has a few umpiring issues every game, right? This particular game, it didn't have any significance eventually to the game itself. But this was the only game where there was no reserve umpire assigned. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Just that some, something about umpiring is traveling Australia this tournament. <laughs> did a, did a mosquito get that umpire? Right. <laughs> Afghanistan versus England was going to be the upset of the tournament, the biggest upset. And then the lightning struck a second time with South Africa. And we arrived at game 15 at uh, Dharamshala today. Vasan, take us through. What happened? Then I first saw the score, 110 for 6, 115 for 6, Netherlands. I was like, who's going to get up and watch this? This is going the way it's expected to go. And then I said, you know what? Let's watch for a few minutes. It Because the mark was batting. And then the score went up to 140. And then it was just crazy. I thought Netherlands was brilliant with the bat. And... South Africa was absolutely terrible with the ball. Mm. And yeah. then came the ambush with the ball. Brilliant planning, brilliant execution. These guys are taking pieces of paper to set fields. You saw that, right? Odoud with the, with the yeah. paper in his pocket, bringing it out, showing it at the start of the run-up to every bowler. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> yes, they're low-tech. They don't have, other, other teams probably have earpieces and iPads. These guys, for lack of funds, they have to use paper. But still, incredible. How organized were they? And that role of Van der Merwe, where, what kind of a player he is? Unbelievable energy. Well, It's, what kind of a player? He's a former South African player. That's what he is. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> In fact, yeah. Yeah, there are three guys, Ackerman, and then Engelbracht and Van der Merwe, who have played for South Africa before. Yes. Yeah. So it's Engelbrot actually played in the under 19 World Cup the same year when Virat Kohli's team won that championship. Oh, so is it? Okay. Yes. So, no, but but they were so good on the field, so organized and the South Africans just froze. It was like deer in the headlights look with every batter. That ball that got oh. our Kavya Talaivan, aka Aidan Marker. Oh, yeah. 
Okay, what a ball that was. Brilliant. Yeah, a lot of C words come to my mind. Clueless, <laughs> careless, <laughs> casual. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hey, anyway. the, the, the other C word I won't apply here. It's, it's, yeah. uh, this was more like collapse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. What, yeah. You know what they're saying? They're saying that they normally mess up one game per tournament. And yeah. this was the one. So they still have hope, which is a great strategy. They, of course, they still have hope. Yeah, of course. Nothing has changed, right? Nothing has changed. They still have a great top six. And they have a great pace unit. It's yeah. just that we were all wondering what will happen if the top three or four fail. So this is what happens. They lose their way pretty I, much quickly. I did not know that Maharaj can bat. Mm. Oh, he can. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, he can again. Yeah. 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 And I was surprised to see this Kotsa guy batting ahead of Maharaj. I, I, I'm... I haven't seen him bat as well. But he came and made some runs and I was quite surprised. Yeah, he's another Hulk, uh, man. He's another Hulk. Lot of upper body power. And swing it hard. So, which which of these two games is a bigger upset? Is it the Afghanistan win or the Netherlands win? Uh, Afghanistan for me. Afghanistan for me. Yeah, Afghanistan, Afghanistan for, me. for me because yeah, the Dutch have done it once before, so <laughs> that too. But I think generally, and England is still a superior team, number one. Yeah, in in Kotla and, too. Yeah. That too in Kotla, and the Af- Afghans they barely get to play, right? I mean, that is by the way true for the Dutch as well. They don't get to play, but at least these guys get to sort of play in English county which is really where they have sharpened their skills for the most part. But I, I think the Afghan victory was the bigger upset. And I think it will go a long way in Afghan cricket history, this game, uh, this upset, yeah. is how I think about it. So the Afghanistan-England one, both both these losses actually hasn't kind of changed the loser's position in the table. Like South Africa is still number three, England is still mm. in the middle. That hasn't changed too much. Net run rate also, South Africa is still in the positive. Only three teams are positive, by the way. So South Africa is still in the positive. That hasn't changed by these losses. Again, I agree with uh, Vasan that the loss to Afghanistan is the bigger loss because it kind of exposed England's weakness England. to the point where now every team can plan on that. And given India pitches are playing the way they are, they, they can really pack that team with slow bowlers or even the pace bowlers will take pace off the ball and then that's it. You're seeing Ashwin is going to play. Yeah, chances India are play. instead of, uh, instead of or, Bumra... Sardul Thakur will bowl spin. <laughs> the last time a, a medium pacer bowled spin didn't end uh, very well for India. Prabhakar yes. Prabhakar, exactly. <laughs> but did you hear uh, Jaspreet Bumra's interview? He said he considers himself a fast off spinner. When he bowled that ball, <laughs> that Rizwan ball, he says, oh, Jadeja bowls at that spin. Oh, wow. He, he's in a position where he can talk all kinds of crap. No. Yeah. <laughs> <It's all> just... <laughs> yeah. He has the right I mean, Ram, Ram, you said you had yeah. two things to say about this game when we started. About the field or about Dharmashala. Yes. About... I observed that the South Africans were diving around. 
So that was a sharp contrast to the earlier game when I think both teams decided not to dive in the outfield. But clearly, the South Africans had not seen that memo. I say this purely from watching the highlights package. I haven't found the time to watch the full game yet. But even while watching the highlights, that kind of stuck me. Why is that diving that important? Oh, did you miss the Jonathan Trott story on how in Dharamshala? So the Dharamshala has become the sandy outfield. One of their players, their foot got stuck. And and Jonathan Trott said, I'm very concerned and we shouldn't dive. It's not worth it. He's and also so kind of South African, by the way. <laughs> uh, yes, South African turned England. Yes, Englishman. How did that affect South Africa today? Diving, not diving? Well, the general memo was that players are better off not diving so that they can come back from Dharamsala unscathed. That was the narrative. Except we saw the South Africans diving today. I was surprised. I thought they would take it to heart. No, the surface... That, yeah, that's muscle memory. You, you, yeah, 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 But yeah, the yeah, yeah. surface is very dodgy. And, but the best answer was from the Netherlands guys. They asked him about the bad outfield. He said, we are from Netherlands. We are happy to get even a ground like this. <laughs> that was <laughs> it. <know>. Poor chaps. <laughs> Yeah, that was the other point I wanted to make, Alan. Thanks. <laughs> and, and, and given that one team or the other, or sometimes even the BCCI gets embarrassed, we've uh, making this plea. We, we should just rename this place as Sharam Salah. With that, we move to our preview and prediction section of this episode. Here we'll be providing predictions for the fourth and fifth rounds of the tournament. Translates to games 16 through 25. At the end of this phase, each team would have played five games each, which is more than 50% of their uh, league games. There are a couple of upset but interesting games, games that would be uh, that could be what uh, leading to interesting results. One of them is the England versus South Africa game. The other is the Afghanistan versus Pakistan game. We'll talk about them a little bit more. So let's go ahead and start talking about the games. So... Round three, we start with the first game is Afghanistan versus New Zealand at Chennai. Later tonight. Thoughts? We have spinners, good spinners on both sides. I expected Sodhi to get a game, yes. Satan, of course, and uh, Mr. Rachin himself. So, yeah, New and, Zealand are and, well equipped. So and and they, Glenn they, Phillips. They will prevail. And Glenn Phillips. Oh, how can I oh, forget yeah. him? Yes. <laughs> yeah. If necessary, even Conway will come and bowl spin. He knows that pitch. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I want to see when will Mitchell fail. Which Mitchell? Yeah. Daryl Mitchell? Mitchell Santner? Daryl Mitchell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl Mitchell. Yeah. So, so anyway, New Zealand. New Zealand all the way. And then we go to the Pune Game Stadium Pune. where Bangladesh is playing India. Uh, I am expecting India to win. I do not know whether even Shaki will play. Thoughts? Why wouldn't Shaki play? Injured. Okay. Oh, injury? Yeah, India is oh. going to win. Bangladesh. When was the last time Bangladesh beat India in India? You know, I don't know. It's been many, many years. I don't see this Bangladesh team beating India. But they're coming in with the win. The last game was won by Bangladesh. Yeah. Not that it 
affects things too much, but it's one of those things. But yeah, it, it's going to be tough to beat India in India on any given day and in the form that they're in. Yeah. But I, I would think they might go in for an additional spinner, India, that is. And I don't know yeah. about Bangladesh. With Shakib also gone, I don't know who's in the squad to bowl spin. Uh, they had that. that they, they need 30 hours of spin. Some, they need 30 hours of spin. 30 hours oh, of spin. They've got a guy. They've got a guy, the spinner who hit 30 runs against us in that match uh, in Asia yeah, yeah. Cup. Some, uh, some Hassan. Okay. Mehdi Hassan. No, no, some other Hassan. This is like asking name three players from Argentina Lionel Messi and Martinez. That covers four guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> the next game is. Yeah, of but course, I think it should be, yeah. We finally go to the Chinaswami. Where finally, yep. Finally, we go to the Chinnaswamy where Australia is playing Pakistan. This is a game to watch. Uh, I think Australia will prevail over Pakistan at this one. Thoughts? Yeah, so, so we seem to be split down the middle on this one. Uh, I am not impressed with what I've seen of Australia. And not yeah, that I've been impressed with what I've seen of Pakistan, but uh, I think Pakistan. Will probably prevail here. I I see yeah. this game is a round game for Australia. Uh, I don't know what they are going to do with uh, spin. Having said that, I think their batting is going to fire. Hmm. For Australia, yeah. Actually, I was thinking of that for Pakistan. I think the top five are going to fire in the smallish ground. Smallish five. I am even saying ish. It is a small ground. <laughs> uh, exactly. So, it's the baby so yeah. ground. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So I, I think their top five is going to fire and they can chase down any big score as we saw against Sri Lanka. So leaning towards Pakistan for this one. You need slow bowlers. Maxwell and Zampa alone, 20 hours, might not cut it. Yep. And then we go back to the Ekana where Netherlands, the giant killer Netherlands, meeting... The sloppy Lankans. Yeah, so I'm the only one who seems to be voting for the the sloppy Lankans losing to the giant killers. So yet another act of giant killing is is what I'm talking up here. The team is not equipped for consistency, right? At this yeah. tournament level, that that's the only reason I went towards Sri Lanka. And Sri Lanka need a win. I think they'll be fancying their chances in this game more than anything else. So they'll come prepared. So leaning towards Lankans. Yeah, I, I was about to say it depends on which Sri Lankan team shows up. But if the, the, the right Sri Lankan team shows up, they'll just walk away with this game. And then we go to Mumbai. Oh, by the way, that game is a day game. I don't know if that's going to make one? a difference. The Sri Lanka Netherlands game uh, is a day game. Okay, good. Don't have to wake up at two. Okay. So that, that is the reason why I kind of there is no due factor, nothing involved. It's going to be pure cricket, I hope. And man to man, given what we saw without Stokes, the South Africans are better equipped, and they they would have course corrected from the Netherlands loss. So no, that, no, that's no, why no, I put no. them ahead of England. No, the Mumbai the day game is the Lucknow game. The ah. game between Netherlands and Sri Lanka. 
The Mumbai game is a regular night game, swing and do and all that stuff. So that's England versus South Africa. It's a double header though. It's on the same day, right? Same day, correct. So that's why I thought that Dew will play a factor and South Africa will prevail. <laughs> Just change. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like an Australian commentator, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm learning, man. I'm learning. <laughs> yeah, I, I think yeah. the ball will swing early on at the Vankhe Day, the afternoon. Always swings early in the day. I still think England will win that game because they'll get uh, be more assured front. But the only way South Africa can cause chaos is if they get to bowl and the wicket swings and if Rabada is on song, then England will yeah, have their yeah, own yeah. problems. Mm-hmm. But I think England will win this one. Yeah, I'm voting for England as well. Okay. All right, the big one, Sunday. Yeah, England. Yes, England for me as well. Sunday... India, India versus New Zealand at Dharamshala. I think it's India. Again, who will they play? I don't know. The way Dharamshala played today, are two spinners in a first? Maybe. But I think it's India who's going to prevail. Oh, I just thought of something. Dharamshala, there is sand. And then this old out guy had a paper. The Australians should fancy their chances there. <laughs> The Australians are not playing there. It's India and New oh, Zealand. <laughs> no, you fucked up. <laughs> good one. Very good one. Oh, by, uh, by the way, is it is it seamer friendly, Dharmashala? With Bolt on one side and Bumrah on the other side. It might be a Pacers game, right? Just wondering. Not saying that... It'll go one way or the other, but so none of us, wondering. including the South Africans, could figure out what the Netherlands bowled pace or spin. They just got out. <laughs> okay. So, okay, we now go down to Singara Chennai for an Afghanistan versus Pakistan match. So, I think uh, Pakistan will get through. I I think the knowledgeable Chennai crowd is going to carry Afghanistan to win. <laughs> so some Samistan will win this game. Yeah, but interesting. This is going to be a game to watch because if Afghanistan appends Pakistan, that's literally the end of the story for Pakistan. Yes. So yeah. they're in, well, not really. They're no different from England. They're England losing to... Two. Uh, They've lost two, yeah. But yes, going back a little bit, if Pakistan beats Australia and Bengaluru, then Qantas... Yeah, we used to take them back just like they did for the rugby team. And talking of rugby, there is still a possibility that South Africa might beat New Zealand in the final of the Rugby World Cup. That is. Mm. Anyway, Mumbai on the Tuesday, South Africa, yeah. Bangladesh. This is a no-brainer, South Africa. This is South Africa. Yeah. And uh, they are going to exercise all their frustration that they had with Netherlands and whoever else on on Bangladesh. But, but did you see the stats? They have very poor record of chasing. Like, they even only win half the games they chase. South Africa? So, South Africa, yeah. And it's only better than Papua New Guinea or some two wow. other <laughs> random teams. <laughs> Miller is going to come to party one of these games. Yeah, this time. 
in this time. And then we go to yeah. Australia versus Netherlands. Yeah, Australia. Uh, Australia all the way. Yeah, same here. So the Last Netherlands game. have an Australian in their team, if that is anything. Their captain is actually from Australia. Ah, yeah. Scott Edwards. Edwards. So they had some South Africans. They took down South Africa. They have an Australian. Yeah. And then there are a few Indians. Yeah, they have a few Indians. Good luck. Yes. Where did I see this? In the Under-19 World Cup that Netherlands participated in, Eight of the 15 were of Asian descent, basically. So it's not just here in the US. Okay, game England, Sri Lanka. Yeah, game 25 again in Bangalore. I think England will come That's to the party. 500. Yeah. Bengaluru is ideal for these guys. Yeah. Well, other than the two upsets, we got pretty much everything else right with last uh, week's this thing. Anand did. Uh, at least Anand and I did, yeah. Yeah. Sri Lanka let me down, man. They were on course. <laughs> yeah, the scores were, it's uh, Anand with 13, Evian Aram with 12, and I have 11 right. So Which is the one I missed? You missed England, New Zealand right in the beginning. Oh, <laughs> the first one. So that's all we have for today. We will continue with match reviews and predictions in our next episode, which will be after the completion of the fifth round of matches. Thank you for listening in, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Our hosts today were Vijay Kumar Balasubramanian, Anand Kumar Sankaran, Ramakrishnan Jaya, and myself, Vasant Kumar. Thank you. Thank you.